Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Wow. Who loves Jesus? I love Jesus. Come on, have a seat. Yes, I do. Amen. Fantastic. I'd like to thank the team. God, Jilly, how about we give her a big hand for putting that wedding on yesterday, darling? I heard that you were the backbone of that thing. Fantastic. What a great family. You have great pastors. I love them very much. I want to honour them, thank them so appreciate for all they do on the coast. And they are great friends of Susie and I's and just love them to bits. I think you're really blessed to have them. Yes. It takes a lot, you know, to do and to lay your life down you, when you've got a lot of other options you can do and to put your family and everything on the line to, to do something like this is pretty major, you know. So you need to realise that. That whenever you, whenever does, someone does something like this, man, all hell breaks loose. You've got to understand that, see, because you're invited. This, this, was, this was occupied by something else before you decided to put your footprint on it and say, Jesus is king. Come on. Come on. That's what you did. You put a flag in it and you said, Jesus rules, Wyong, in Jesus' name. And you start a war. So I just want to encourage you tonight about that, that you've got to be soldiers. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to set yourself to do this thing because you can. Oh, my God. You, you can, okay, in Jesus' name. You can do this. You can, you can take Wyong and the rest of the place. I reckon wherever you go, wherever you live, wherever you are, wherever you put your feet, wherever you get in school, wherever you walk, wherever you go, is yours in Jesus' name. You have to realize that you're on the front foot of this thing and not to really... We're never victims. Come on. We're, we're, the, the, the enemy's the victim. He's the loser. You're, Jesus says that you're more than conquerors. More than. And you have to have that as a belief in you. Right. You have to know that before it even happens. Right. You have to know that. Yeah. And you have to be fearless about it. You know, I'm on a journey. This is something. I'm on a journey to eradicate fear from all of my thinking wow. and my emotions. I'm on that with my mentor. I'm on a, a journey to do that. And I tell you what, that makes you a pretty interesting individual. <laughs> when you realize you don't have any fear about anything. You think about that for a moment, how that changes you, how that makes you different, how that makes you different about everything. What would you pray about if you had no fear? How would you give if you had no fear? How would you, what would your faith be like? No fear. How would your love level be like without any fear? That's my, that's my journey. Amen. That's my testimony. I'm going there in Jesus name, you know, and if I go too far, Amen. I'm not frightened about that. <laughs> so, you know, if you're saying you're going too far, Mars, oh, I'm, I'm not, yeah. If I, when I'm there, I'll let you know. <laughs> and I reckon I'll be with Jesus. Because this, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Because you know what my issue is? It's the same as you, and I said it this morning. You've got to get this, okay? If you get nothing else, just get this. This is a take-home. Your issue is, your problem is, or your, every, this is your problem. No matter what's going down, 
with money, relationships, faith, understanding your Bible, prayer, it all boils down to just this one thing. If you've got a problem, the only reason why that is, is because you haven't come into an understanding of how much Jesus loves you. That's the only thing, okay? Because love never fails. So wherever you're at right now and there's some problem, in that, that problem you need Jesus' love to manifest in that. You're hearing me now? Can we get the lights on? I feel like I'm talking into shadows. Are you feeling that too? <laughs> now it's really gone low. <laughs> in Jesus' name. But I'm not frightened at all. But I tell you, we're going to be really excited. I've got a little testimony before we get in there. I nearly had to throw a shoe at Pastor while she was prophesying because she just about stole all my message. But anyway, we're just going to try anyway. Yes and amen. I go, this, man, what is this with this woman? She is so prophetic, it's nuts. As soon as the shoes went off, I thought, it's all over, Mus. This is going to go, it's going to go, here it goes. And yeah, amen. But listen to me, I want to give you a person because we, we, we're going to try and we're going to try and minister about the presence of God. We're going to try, because when you realize it's here, it's just because God, God knows. See, God believes he's in charge. <laughs> and I'm finding, I'm learning more and more he is. And that you can have all the agenda there and that control is a myth. Just t- touch your neighbor, just give him a little pat, say control is a myth. Is a myth. It's a myth. You're not God. What he's, what he's going to have happen is going to happen. And you just may as well get on with his agenda. Because if you submit to his lordship and his kingdom, you're going to win because what he wants is going to happen. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. And I've learned in this. This is like my little testimony now. I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm learning, which is a good thing. Is this. I've learned that, you know what, God doesn't see good or bad. God doesn't understand that. See, we go, as human beings, we go through life seeing good and bad. Oh, this is good, this is bad. That was a good wedding, that was a bad wedding. That's a different t-shirt. That's a... <laughs> yeah. I said to Marty when he rocks in, I said, mate, you've got to be pretty secure in your masculinity, man, to wear that thing. Come with batteries? That's crazy. Anyway, only at Christian City could you do that. <laughs> what are we talking about? Because I'm pretty drunk and this could go anywhere. I don't even look drunk, but I know when I am. You are. Yeah. So I was talking about what I was learning, Jilly. Come on, Jilly, you're focused, you're asleep. Good or bad, that's it. He doesn't see good or bad. And so you've got... <laughs> name yourself, just in Jesus' name, come out. He's set free as he's. You're right now. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, I'm going to give a testimony about something. Good and bad. God doesn't see see good or bad. That's right. See, we we see it as human beings. We see good things, bad things. But you know what? God God is only about this life. And in any situation, in all situations, in all circumstances, in all emotions, and in all thinking. There's life. And all I have to do is choose that. Whether good's happening or bad's happening doesn't, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because if I just live in for good, let me tell you, I won't handle bad. 
But if bad happens and I choose life, that's awesome. If good happens and I choose life, well, that's great. That way I'm not ruled by my circumstances. And I'm not missing out on anything. And the presence of Jesus is with me. Come on, in good times, bad times. You've got to learn this as a disciple of Jesus. Is there any of them in here? Yeah. Amen. Okay, there's four of us. Well, the rest of you got to get on board with this. You've got to hear the gospel tonight. And let me tell you, I'll, I'm going to repeat myself because I don't care because I'm not the pastor. You don't, have, you don't have to love me or whatever. You've got to love him. So I'll make him look really good after tonight, I'll tell you. <laughs> is this, is this, is that you've got to let. This is not an option for you. For C3 Tugra, this is not an option, okay? Because all of us are different. All of us bring this other flavor. There's another one getting delivered over there. I don't know if there's bouncing around. Anyway, you can't do this to me, okay? I'm trying to focus. I'm trying. And what was I saying? C3 Tugra. Get near the drunk people and we see what happens to you. That's a bit better. Is that, is that, is that you, you have to, not have to, no option. You have to be a house of salvation. You have to be. That's what you are. Okay. It's like the the disciples, the disciples that you're going to produce are going to be soul winners. And the heart of this house has to be be about winning souls. Come on. You've got to be at the pointy end of the wedge in whatever happens on the kingdom of God at this end of the city. Salvation. It needs to be known throughout this city that if you're, if you're in pain, if you're in trouble, you can run here because here is safe. Here you'll meet Jesus. Come on. You've got to get that because when you, when you bring people, you've got to get that maturity about you so that you know when you bring someone, it's not about you. You've got to be bringing people here to get saved. Now, you're not, you're not worried about the teaching, whether it's deep or whatever. It's, you can just go blow that sort of talking right out your ear, okay? Because the best teaching you're ever going to hear is about Jesus and him dying for the lost. Come on, the only thing you're ever going to learn this side of eternity that ever counts is about the gospel and about his love for lost people. In, in heaven, you're not going to get that. There's going to be no opportunity for that. Once, that's, once you're over there, you can't do that anymore. You can worship God. You can do all those awesome. That's wonderful. You can do that right now. But one thing you can never do is win the lost. Yeah. Now. That's what this building is for. Come on. Come on. For the lost. Yeah. Right. That's what the presence of God is for. Because it's, it's okay for you. You, you. you walk around in open heaven all the time. You know, you're, you're now, after what you've heard, fearless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? You're tired, but you're fearless. <laughs> she is a darling, isn't she? You're fearless. But now what I want you to do is get that fearlessness and turn that, you're not fearful of missing out. See, so many people, are, uh, you think that if you were to stay in a certain church for a certain amount of time, you're going to miss out on something. Wrong. That is not, that is not going to happen. That is not, you're going to miss out. You will miss out if you operate in fear. You'll always miss out. Because God is love. 
And perfect love casts out all fear. So where there's God, there's love. You hear what I'm saying? If I move away, if I operate out of fear, I'm not believing that God loves me and I'm going in the absolute opposite direction to what I should be. I need to always be operating in love because I am loved. The Bible says that what we can love, why? Because he loved us first. Isn't that awesome? It's all done for us. You already is love. See, there's nothing you can do. I'm not preaching this, but I am, but it's not what we organize. I suppose because the pastor stole the message, but anyway. We're going to get there. But it's because perfect... Because when I've got... Because there's nothing I can do to make Jesus love me more. Is there? Do I have to give more money? Do I have to serve more? Do I have to do more? Do I have to do more to get him to love me more? No. Is there anything I can do to make him love me less? Now, you're saying that, but do you believe that? See, that's what I'm asking you. See, because let me tell you something. Your behavior will reveal what you really believe. Forget you saying, yeah, uh uh-huh. Now, I see how you behave. Not you, Sarah. Them. I like Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown educated my son. He's awesome. All because of Mrs. Brown. Now, here we go. We're going to start. Now I'm punching in. Ready? I'm going to give a testimony first before I do that. Well, I don't care. I'm drunk. Because it's about the presence of God. You know, it's the presence of God is what people need. I know. God's awesome and I'm not frightened. Is this, is that there was this guy in our church... Now, he came in on a stick, like a walking stick. He's only a young guy, only in his 20s. And I thought, what in the world is this? Broken. He'd, he'd had uh, an injury at work. And then that whole thing, you know, once, you know, once one devil gets hold of you, then another one, they sort yeah, of yeah. pack in on you. Yeah. So then he gets, so he gets this bad back. And then he gets carpal tunnel. And then he gets arthritis. And then, of course depression lays in and it just pats in on him he 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 would walk like this like an old man in in two little kids can't work comes into church because someone brought him brought them saying you need jesus mate the only only answer to you is jesus now sits in there for a couple of weeks and that's cool if you're in here and you're sitting to check us out that's okay. It's not the smartest thing. You could be smarter and just surrender. <laughs> Stop fighting and just surrender. Amen. <laughs> just surrender. Hey, it's what you just got to do. Hey, sister. Yeah, I'm looking at you, the one that just surrendered. You just got to surrender and not fight. Hey, yeah, yeah. You just got to surrender. <laughs> if that's you, let's just pray. You need to surrender. See, he's here. And if you know his presence and you've never sensed, that's Jesus. And he loves you. And what I want you to do, and we'll call you out later, but I want you to surrender now. That way, the Spirit of God can get in you instead of in you. Because you need revelation. You need revelation. So, Lord Jesus...
those two or three people that need to surrender? Amen. Right, now we can get into it. It's got no more unbelievers here. <laughs> I'm crazy, aren't I? Anyway, this guy starts coming in and he's limping and he, he, he comes for a month and then he comes for and he gets saved. See, I'll show you, this is what the presence of Jesus does. See, there's nothing the presence of Jesus cannot fix. Amen. There's nothing. Nothing. Good or bad. If I've got Jesus, it doesn't matter. He's the answer. So that's why you get people into that presence. You've got to get them to hook into there. Well, guess what? You know, one, he just comes forward for healing one night and whack! Something happens in his back. And, and then he just throws the cane away. Yeah. And, and, and he comes into church like this now. I'm feeling better, Mark. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm thinking, because the, the step from where he was to that, the pain's gone. To make a long story short, you know, I, I wrote a reference for him this week for him to get a full-time job as a carer for disabled people. It's just finished. And here's, get this, get this. He was on, he was, he was addicted to four painkillers as well as, this concoctions they give people, four painkillers and antidepressants all on top of one another. He is a mess. But he's just down to one painkiller. And his doctor, his doctor cannot believe it because he's even come off the antidepressants, which they all put you on forever, Amen. But you know what? There's nothing the presence of Jesus cannot fix. Come on. And that's why you've got to bring people into it, amen? So there's a bit. Anyway, we need to, now I'm going to punch in. Cool. Why? I'm just going to pull this off your beard. Off my beard? Whoa. Sneaking up on me like that. Ooh. All right. Are we ready? In Jesus' name. I want you to put your hand. I'm going to throw the switch now. Are you ready? I want to put your hand over your heart and say this prayer with me. This is how I do it. This is my little tradition. It's the only one I do have. I want you to say this prayer with me. Dear Father God, speak to my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to our Bibles to Genesis chapter 2. Come on. What are we going to be out of here? What time does work start tomorrow? Nine o'clock? <laughs> Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Remember that prophetic word that was coming forward? before about Ezekiel the bones see see you gotta understand this is that it's the presence of God that makes all the difference see what God did was he just scooped up some dirt just gathered up a pile of dirt see that's all we are just dirt nothing special see some people think their dirt's better than others 
<laughs> you know. But I, I thought about that for a moment when I was thinking through this message, you know, about dirt and how people, yeah, I thought, yeah, some people do think their dirt's better than others. But the reality is, you know, it clean, I was thinking the cleanest dirt is probably sand. Can't grow much in that. But the most fertile soil is full of... Come on. Has anybody got some fertile soil here? Has anybody been through some stuff? Has anybody had some stuff dumped on them? On your dirt? Come on. Well, that's good. You got good dirt, despite what people think. But you know, because you got to realize this, see, every every person, every person on the planet is touched by God. Because the the life that's in them is not theirs. It's only operating from God. Because He breathed on it. And guess what? For every person on the planet. When that breath leaves them, that living being goes back to what it was, dirt. So I want you to think, you to think about that, that right now God's life is in me. Even as an unbeliever, of which there are none now in this room, is what's keeping you going right now is gone. His life in you. Yeah, that's a good point, Jeff. I want you to just think about that for a moment. That he's the one that's already making all the difference to the dirt. Look what, you just look at your dirt now. It's pretty, it doesn't even look like dirt, does it? Well, sometimes it smells like dirt. Sometimes Marty gave us a little thing of that this morning with the shirt that he worn for the last 36 hours or something <laughs> that, that shirt was had its own ecosystem happening <laughs> you're just getting it aren't you this is an easy target with that fluoro thing on far out and uh so so you gotta so but but once you become born again it's different see because you know what that that first model it was okay, but then it decided that it could, it wanted to, it just wanted to respond to good and bad. It wanted to live its life cut off from the life. See, if you want to abide in his presence, you can't live between good and bad. You have to choose life every time. You have to humble yourself and you just have to let, you just have to abide in him. And not worry about what's good or bad. You've got to get that. But now, see, that, that, that's at a very grassroot level. But now I want to show you something that could just blow the stack off all of us. See, because Adam, can you imagine that? Like, because you imagine that moment, and Adam stood up with the life of God in him. You're no different. You're no different. You're amazing. And like I said this morning, you are the answer to some problem. There is some problem on the planet and you're the answer to it. 
And God's anointed you to do that. There is a hole that you can plug. There's a miracle that needs to only that can only happen through you. Only through you. So don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You get on with what God has for you. Fearlessly. Pursue that, hunt that thing down, hunt down what the what the Holy Ghost has anointed you to do and do it. And get really good at it. Because that's going to make all the difference. I want you to go now to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. What time are we want to be out of here? By about. Just carry on. Oh, I can do that. I'm going to read the 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version which is like the Julie Oldfield version of the Bible. (laughs) Here we go. It says, Thus it is written, The first Adam became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, get this, became a life-giving spirit. But but this is what influence. Restoring the dead to life. Completely different thing. See, we were dead in our sins. We were living but dying. But see, now if you've got Jesus, you're now a a living spirit. You've been born again. You've now got connected to a greater reality. You know, people that are nuts have lost all contact with reality. Is that true? Yeah. Any, any nutty people can just say amen. Yep, Luke's on board, fully on board with that. He knows what that's like. <laughs> Is that. But, when, but the most realest thing in the whole universe is God. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. More real. The spirit world is more real than this world. See, God's presence with you is more real. You've got to get this. Is more real than the plastic chair that you're sitting on. But you need to learn to live there. And that's where all the anointing, that's where all the power, that's where the miraculous lives in that because that world overrides this world. It overrides it. That's why you want his presence. That's why we need his presence. So that's why you don't worry about what happens, good or bad to you. Sickness, health, heaps of money, no money, heaps of friends, no friends, popular, unpopular. You'll go through all of those. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you'll go through all that. But what you've got to learn is that you are born again, that Jesus has breathed on you and now (laughs) you are now a life-giving spirit. The same life, the same life. See, the same life that Jesus lives, you live. You've got to get that because Jesus is your life. You're not trying to become like Jesus. I dare you to try that. I've been doing, trying to do that for a long time and that doesn't work. 
I've got to let Jesus be my life. Completely different thing. That's the truth, Pastor. You got to learn to do that. Now we're just going to sw- we're going to sort of uh, going to change a little bit. Is that cool? Because I can do that because I'm up here. I want you to go to Acts chapter. This is kind of like that, isn't it? I notice why. Why Philip grabs this thing? But I can see why he does that. Mine's lower. I need an extension on my pulpit. Do you know my pulpit? This is pose showing off. My pulpit was Joyce Meyer's pulpit. I have a girl's pulpit. This is more of a man's pulpit, this one. Here we go, where are we? Why don't you go to Acts 19, verse 11 and 12. Acts 19, verse 11. It says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and diseases left them, and evil spirits went from them. Now, let me tell you something. Yeah. If a hanky can get anointed, <laughs> it's powerful. Let's see what happens. Yeah. If a hanky can get anointed, why can't you? Are you getting this? If a hanky, an apron, a rag, you know, just a, anybody got a hanky? We don't have inkies anymore. We've got Kleenexes. That's a Kleenex, but that probably would do anyway. Is it clean? Oh, mate. That's your name. But you got that. That can get anointed. Because it gets in the hand of someone who's got the life-giving spirit in them. The presence. And now it's different. Why, what's the difference between a hanky and you? A lot. Because you have it. If you're a born-again believer, you have that. And so you need to realize that whatever God has called you to do, God wants you to step into that. To step into that. See, the presence of God is what marks our life, makes us different from anyone. If you read, and I've got it somewhere, it might be up on the screen, although I really like your screens, they're really cool, is um, ADD, hey Phil, I know Phil finds it so hard because it's like one, two, three, I'm not doing that. I, will, I do have 10 point sermons, I just don't go one, two, three, I go five, seven, eleven. <laughs> the thinkers are freaking out right now, aren't you? And I just love watching it. I'm studying psychology and I just watch it all happen in front of me. All the Anyway, what was the same? The screen. Acts chapter 3. Yeah, up on the screen, please. Is it up on the screen? It will be. Now. Oh. One day, Peter were going up into the temple at the time of prayer, and at three in the afternoon, now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple of the gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, they asked him for money. And Peter asked, looked straight at him, as did John. Now, get this, and this is what he says: "Look at us." 
Because, <laughs> see, we're different. You don't know it yet. See? We're looking at the example now. Two guys that have now got the life-giving spirit in them. Right. You'll read later on, you'll see that Jesus showed up in the upper room and breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. They just didn't know how different they were. See, that's the thing. See, we, we, we're waiting for manifestations. We're waiting for signs. We're waiting for those things. No, guess what? Signs and wonders follow you. More people will get healed in the 24 hours after tonight than will tonight in the 20 minutes. But they will get healed. Because signs follow. And I'm not frightened to make that statement. So. Anyway, what were we reading, Pastor? What happened? <laughs> not very obedient here, are they? No. Flat out. Give them a slap. Who's that person up there? Is that that? Oh, yeah, she hit him. Good. <laughs> hit him harder. <laughs> hit him even harder. Here we go. One day, Peter and John. No, no, we're barely up. More, 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 more. Where, where are we up to? Five. See, the thinkers are all onto it, see? So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something more. Like, Come on, we've got to keep rolling. We've got to keep going. And then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus and Nazareth, walk. Boom. And take him by the right hand. See this fearless. He won't care. You're not walking. You don't know how. Let me help you. Up on your feet. He's crazy. He's a nut. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. You know, well, that was before or after. Or when he got to his feet. Who cares? He jumped to his feet and began to walk and then he went with them into the temple and the courts walking and jumping and praising God. Sounds like he was from here. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful where they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And while, they were, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, the people were astonished and came running to them to a place called Silence Colonnade. And when, people saw, when Peter saw this, he said to the man of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or goodness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of, the fathers, of our fathers has glorified his son Jesus. This is, this is, you've got to listen to this. This is Pastor Phil's verse. Because in the middle of all this, the gospel is going to get preached. Like I noticed about your pastor, he defaults to doing it even during the offering. <laughs> well, I just love it. Let me, can I be bold enough to say this? Well, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> I don't care. I, I care, but I don't, I'm not worried about what you think. Is, hey, I have no fear. Yeah, exactly. Is that you need to organise... At least once a month. Like, if, anyway, I don't want to take the vision. But for Pastor Phil to do an evangelistic night. Come on. Yeah. Come on, like, let, let him just go. Yeah. Let him not worry about it feeding people or leading or casting vision. Just have at the gospel. Yeah. Pack these people out. Find every sinner, every broken, pick up all the hitchhikers, I don't know, bribe people, go to McDonald's, tell them that yeah. something's down here or... Whatever it takes, God will forgive you anyway. Just be fearless about it. 
Because you don't know, see, if you unlock that, see, these guys, they got this opportunity, so they just had it the gospel. See, you hand him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. Like, he's just having full-on let them have the gospel. Jesus died, rose again. You disowned the Holy Spirit, righteous one, and asked that a murderer be released to you. See, he's convicting them. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of their There he goes. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see now has been made strong. It is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing. I like that. Like, underline that in your Bible. Complete healing to him as you can all see. Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance as did your leaders. So he's been a bit gracious here. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets saying, that is his Christ would suffer. Repent then. Still, Pastor Phil's still going. And then he turned to God, turned to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And that he may send Christ who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Amen. He must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything as he has promised a long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up from a prophet like me among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Indeed, all the prophets from Samuel on, as many as have spoken, have foretold these days. We're going to get there to the point in a minute. I just like reading my Bible. As you are heirs of the prophets uh, and the covenant of God made to you by your fathers, he said to Abraham, through your offspring, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to, to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Phil, you can really preach. You're going for it, eh? The priests and the captains of the temple. Here we are. This is what I'm going to get to. The priests and the captains of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. And they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Is anyone? They seized Peter and John and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. Amen. See, it doesn't matter, good or bad. So you just get this awesome opportunity. They heal a person, you'd think everybody would be cheering. But see, if you leave, oh, that's good, that's bad, that's good, that's bad. That isn't going to work as a disciple. you just got to follow Jesus. Oh, and as many heard the message and believed, the number of men grew to about 5,000. That's good, Pastor. The next day, the rulers and the elders and the teacher of the Lord met in Jerusalem. Okay. Ananias, the high priest, was there. And so were the Caiaphas and John, Alexander and the other men of the high priest family, all the ones that got Jesus. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them, why, what power and what name did you do this? Have you ever been asked that? Not yet. I like that. Hey, underline that in your Bible. Make that. Oh, we've gone further. But anyway, that's a pretty cool thing, hey? By what power did you do that? Because you've got a life, see, you've got that life-giving spirit inside you. 
Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, very respectful, if we are being called on account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and we asked how he, and asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, that it is the, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. See, he's just got a little window here, but they're going to get the gospel, eh, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> Can you get this? He wasn't going to teach them. They were going to get the gospel, because that's what everybody needs. Because you need to get forgiven every day. Or the pastor does anyway, so... Whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that is this man, that, oh, sorry, that this man stands before you healed. What a testimony, eh? He said, the stone which the builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found by no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Underline that in your Bible. And when they saw the, look, this, is, this is it. We did all that just to get to here. But you need to learn your Bible. And when they saw the courage of Peter, once you underline that word, and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, just ordinary dirt. Just ordinary dirt. They were astonished. And they took note that these men... <laughs> Had been with who? Yeah. Jesus. Anyone here been with Jesus yeah. today? Oh, come on. Now we're getting there. Come see, on. that's it. See, see, they roll back again. Back her up, pretty. Let's lock that screen. Slapping that man again. Don't let, tie his hands up. Don't let him touch the button anymore. We see that. See this, see, this is what, see, the courage. You know what? There is a problem. That's what I'm talking about. See, you need to be like David. David was, David knew God was with him. He'd been anointed. Yeah. See, he, he had an Old Testament experience of what everybody, anybody, everybody here, any, oh, sorry. Who here speaks in tongues? Okay. Shandai. Oh, come on. Come on. And, and, and I hope you do that a lot. I hope you do that a lot. I hope you drive everybody in your house nuts. I hope you do it more than anyone that you else you know. That's what Paul would do. Come on, you've got a river inside you. You've got a life-giving spirit in you that will operate, that will, will pray, it will intercede supernaturally on your behalf. Utter secrets that no one else, not even your own mind, because your mind will never be able to tell you what's really going on. Mine doesn't. And I bet you yours don't either. But it, it, and the Spirit of God brings faith. Supernatural. God will speak to me about things. Speak to you about things. that You've got no idea of what to do. And see, see, there's circumstances and people are fighting giants. People are fighting things. And you need to walk into work or walk into that situation and walk into those things. Let me have a go at him. Come on. Who in your family is dying of cancer? Let at it. Who here is unemployed? Let me pray for you. Who here needs a, a financial breakthrough? Let me pray for you. Who here is tormented? Who here has nightmares? Let me pray for you. Come on. 
Who here, you got financial breakdown? Or, I mean, uh, uh, relationship breakdowns. You've been through divorce or someone's divorced or your family's been divorced and you're frightened about that's going to carry on. Let me pray for you. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Look at me. You'd be like they just wade into that and they saw, see, they saw the courage of these guys that they knew that it was not about them, it was about the life-giving spirit that could raise things from the dead if they'd willing to walk in on that. Guess what? The only way you're going to raise someone from the dead is guess what? Find a dead person. And the problem is on our side, as soon as someone goes clunk, we cover them up and we, we hush them up. We, we, we just whoosh. You don't get a couple of hours to get at it. Come on. To get going on it. To shun die for a, you know, a little while over that thing. I'll tell you what, if I go, you can have a go at me. Or we'll go for it with you, Pastor. Amen. Although I'm going to be really cheesed off if I'm with Jesus and you've brought me back. How yeah. <laughs> about you? I'll be so upset. Julie, what do you think you're doing? Go away. Let me put me back in the box. Anyway. You know, you have to work that out. But you know what? There are some, pe- some circumstances I know, I know when someone's been taken out and they shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? They've gone. They shouldn't have gone. They shouldn't have gone. We need to step into that. The amount of young people that suicide, the amount of young people that killed in Exodus, the amount of young people killed by drinking and alcohol and all sorts of destructive stuff. Man, that's, that's the devil. Come on. And you need to be the one that steps into that with courage because you've got a life-giving spirit. You've got the presence of God. You don't know, need two so- fast songs, three slow songs, and sister here floating along doing chords for you to then have the presence. You got him. And you've got to have that in hell. You've got to walk into the broken and have his presence. Come on. See, they had courage to do that and to step into that. See, it's all about, I might just close this one. See, we just got to realize, mm. <laughs> we've got two really good ones. Should I give them to you? Yeah. I think we will, eh? See, you've got to have, see, there's one thing like the hanky thing and that is Jesus, is impartation. You'll never get away from that. And I, 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 I like this house because it believes in that. Yeah. It believes in the laying out of hands. It believes that, you know, it's not about, it, it's not about education, it's about impartation. It's, it's not about instruction either, it's, it, it's about revelation. Revelation, someone that's got revelation will outdo anyone that thinks they're smart. Man, I've, I've made a career out of that. And just living out of revelation. And just spending time with Jesus. Letting him speak to me. Yeah, come on. As to how to respond to a situation and still have his presence. Because he, you know what? He'll never leave us. Never. 
You've got to get this thing. Power comes. Power comes from relationship. Not knowledge. Not study. Power doesn't come from certain steps. If you do this, you push the right buttons. It comes from knowing him. See, Paul made this great statement in Philippians. This man that had planted churches, this man who raised people from the dead, this man who you know, walked in such amazing things. See, even if, it, just to, just, see, I'll just remind you, think, you think Peter, you're talking about the hanky? He says, Peter's shadow used to he- heal people. Right. Like, what's going on there? Right. Other than I could, all I can say this, you would have heard this many times, that whatever was overshadowing him made the difference right. to his shadow. That he's just dirt. He's just dirt. That's why you need a relationship with Jesus every day. Every day. You having a good day tomorrow? You need to pursue Jesus. If you're having a bad day tomorrow, you pursue Jesus. If you feel his presence is with you, amen, that's awesome. I'm envious of you. Because I can tell you, most of the time, I, this is my testament, don't feel him. Most of my walk in the miraculous, the power of God, all done by faith. Just speaking it. Just going, just believing. You're with me, Jesus. And that's good enough. Because power flows from relationship. Guess why? See, Phil's kids and grandkids and everybody get access to his house. But I can't. I've got to knock on the door. Get permission. But see, when you're a family in relationship you access whatever's there in his house you have come on see you you are so close church I'm telling you from moving in something you are hey almost I'm almost envious you because if you get this I tell you the miraculous will be normal in this house in Jesus name I prophesy that over you normal for you all that that sort of thing coming across a sick person Walking into something, healing them, causing a riot, getting chucked in jail, Marty. 
don't wear your pink t-shirt. <laughs> Just a choice, eh? See, relationship is always a choice. I, I can choose to be in relationship or out of relationship with a person. My choice. I know what God chose. God chose me before the beginning of the world. I know what His choice. He's already made His choice. Yeah. I just have to choose to abide in Him. That's it. Yeah. The miracles and whatever flows, that's Him. All I know is you just have to have a go. And He loves it when you have a go. Be fearless, church. This is so quiet, it's freaking me out. <laughs> it's his presence, eh? I do know when it's here. Julie's lost. You're the long way. Why not? That's what I would have done. Julie. Because I'm fearless, see, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to play that thing. Hey, Jilly, Jilly, you've got to have another go. You've got to have another go. You've got to do it again. Oh, you beg your pardon. You get back in that seat, woman, and you do what you're told. Andrew, where's Andrew? Oh, She's not frightening me. That's awesome, Jilly. You didn't move, did you? No, that's all. Give her a hand. Hey, she's not frightened. Oh, I was hoping that's what she'd do. Oh, I'm excited now. I've got backup. What do, we, what do you want to do, Jess? I better ask you, what are you okay with? What do you want to do? You want to do an altar call? For what? She's in charge now. The sick. You want people healed? Yes, ma'am. There's someone here that's got a broken finger. You broke your finger. And it's not working properly. Who's that? You've hurt your hand. You've got it broken. You've broken it or you've hurt it really bad. Who's that? You're in here. Who's that? You hurt your finger. Now you're all checking your fingers, are you? Who's this? Oh, dear Jesus, help us. I've had this, I know this, this has been on me all afternoon. Who hurt their finger? You broke it. Yeah, break his finger. That would be good. That would help. Is, is that, is it? Ha! That's hysterical. Amen. I'm not frightened of praying for that. Who is that here? You, you, you've heard it and you wonder whether it's ever going to get back to normal. Is that you? Honestly, just want to stand up, brother, and let's just pray for you. What, did you break it? Yeah, and it's th this hand. What's that hand? Right hand. Amen. Let's just pray for you, mate. Father, we just thank you, God, that you just touch him. And that's we just call an end to that infection in Jesus' name. Let, is it, has you got pain? Father, we just pray right now that pain to go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch him, God. Holy God, in Jesus' name. Amen. How's that now, brother? 
<laughs> it's good, is it? Two out of three. What have you got? Three wrong ones. Okay, we'll, we'll keep going until we can do this. We can do this in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray right now. You don't do it completely healed, just like your word says. Completely healed. All infection, all pain, to go in Jesus' name. There'll be five out of five in Jesus' name. That infection to run out right now, right across those knuckles, right through that hand. Thanks, Katrina. Father, you just touch him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, we're starting to roll now. Look out. Huh. What's happening now? Well, he's getting touched. We might just leave him percolating. Now, we're going to go for something now because we're fearless, amen? Is this this? Because I was talking to the Lord this afternoon. Ask, I just asked permission. Well, most times I ask permission. So God, this is how I do it anyway. I've just found out because I, that scripture is really key to me. It was no word of knowledge. It was nothing. He just went for it. So I got that word of knowledge. You got, let me just explain something to you. A word of knowledge is a no-brainer. That's like, you remember there was a man that was blind. He's calling out to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me. Bring him to me. See, a word of knowledge is like that. Wow. You mean I'm sitting here and God's calling me out for whatever that issue is. Guess what? He's going to fix you. Yeah. Fix you. Okay. So, there he goes. Fix him, see? So this is what I just asked the Lord. I'm just getting used to this now and say, well, Lord, how about we go after this? We're going to pray for If you're sick tonight, we want you to call you forward in a minute. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's go.